0: To another edition of the DC Sports Rundown This is post Super Bowl So that means Mock drafts are out too, Way too early Power rankings are out Then on top of that in the NBA We got the trade deadline All-star weekend coming up uh, Daytona 500 I mean this is just a good time for sports Because Baseball starting up in about a month So yeah, it's just good, all the way around the board, especially here in D.C. You got the man, the myth, the legend, the one that we call the boss, BJ,
1: two-time back-to-back sideline junkie champ, NFL
0: pick. Yeah. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I I can't deny it. The, the the guy just came through and. He did the damn thing, so I will hey, give him hey, that.
1: Junie Judy, Judy gave me a run for my money this year, and um, it was a couple of weeks where, you know, too busy to put the picks in working and stuff. So, you know, it won't happen again. It won't happen again. I'm, I'm going to get a call from Vegas soon. I just want y'all to let y'all know, and I'll be doing my, you know, outrageous commercial where you call me now and I'll give you three picks for free. That's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, You pick it. Pick three games. I give you three free. So I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there now. So everybody, not jumping on the bandwagon. Get on there now while I'm still building the wagon. I'm still building it now. So I don't want to hear anything when it's time to pop, though.
0: Well, I'm gonna say this. Super Bowls in the book because I'm I'm glossing over what you said. I don't want to hear none of that because I can't seem to hold the lead with these NFL picks. But I did get the Super Bowl right. I was close, but not as close. Now let's talk about that real quick. Your Super Bowl pick was 3127.
1: It was and, and and as soon as Kansas City scored, I was begging San Francisco to score.
0: <laughs> and the wild part about it. I said it's going to happen. I said that's the that's a fitting that's the, the perfect way for BJ to end this season, but also the perfect way for the the Kansas City Chiefs to end this season. If you've been living under a rock, the last two days, you know that the Kansas City Chiefs, fifty years after winning Super Bowl Four, where they had a quarterback by the name of Lynn Dawson, mm-hmm. Hank Stram was the head coach, Otis Taylor. Uh, Jan Steneru was your kicker, Hall of Famer, Jan Stenerud, let me say that. 50 years after those guys, and one of the best linebacking calls to ever grace a football field. 50 years after they won that Super Bowl four, they did it again. 31-20 over the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I know you didn't watch the whole game the first half and everything but I know you watched the game and you caught a few highlights from the first half and you watched the second half what was your thoughts on this game
1: the San Francisco D line was way better than what I thought they were because they were continuously and and they were definitely responsible for Mahomes is um, bad now I don't want to say bad play but rattling him the first two and a half quarters. They were getting pressure with four people. Four people against five people. And just like um, it, 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 a couple of teams come to mind, my Buffalo Bills, the Redskins, where their offensive lines are just not up to par. And you see it when you get a elite four-man rush, which the San Francisco 49ers have. And, and Mahomes, it got him out of his rhythm. And, and that's what you wanted. That's what you wanted. That's, you know, that that was the one of the keys to winning the game, to get Mahomes uncomfortable. And that's what any great quarterback, to get them uncomfortable, to get them rattled, and to get them off their game, just to, to make throws. That's off a little bit. And you saw that with Mahomes. He was, his throws were off. He was rattled. Until he hit that big play to Tyreek Hill. And then all of a sudden, 15 wakes up. And he's like, okay, I'm good now. I'm good now. Let's rock and roll. And let's do this. So, pass rush, Forty 49ers were awesome. They did a, I think the defense for the 49ers as a whole did a great job limiting the, um, opportunities for the, the chiefs offense as a whole, because we all know they can put up three touchdowns in two, three minutes. You know, that's, that's the probably, I'm trying to think if it's another offense comparable, but that's the most explosive offense in the league, you know, with the quarterback they have, the receivers they have, and then the, uh, Williams, the running back, he's he's definitely, you know, he he definitely, it's like they lost Kareem Hunt and, you know, he, he stepped right in real nice. So, but I felt like, you know, the whole game, even when San Francisco was kind of in control, I just felt like it was only a matter of time before Patrick Mahomes woke up and you can only contain that track and that track and field wide receiving core they had for so long before somebody went to sleep, before somebody missed a, a cue and it was, you know, touchdown city. So but well I got I who I wanted to win, I'm always gonna root for the AFC. You know, it's just I I'll say my team wasn't in it. It doesn't matter. But, you know, I, I root for the AFC and of course I was rooting for um, Andy Reid also. You know, that it
0: was good to see Andy Reid finally get a Super Bowl. I agree with you on that one. Um, some people say, well, why are you rooting for Andy Reid? He destroyed y'all for how many years as an Eagles coach? That's fine. But I felt that, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is going to have his opportunity to win Super Bowls because he's good at what he does. But, and the knock is on that he can't, you know, he can't perform in the fourth quarter. He can't coach in the fourth quarter because they gave up 21 straight points. But
1: I think that's BS, man. And I heard a little bit of uh, Stephen A. Smith talk about, you know, how Kyle Shanahan blew that. And I, I completely disagree with that because you had a moment. I believe it was in the fourth quarter where Jimmy Garoppolo missed a home run ball. You re- remember that? Yeah. He missed the home run ball. He overthrew that boy by at least six yards. And that would have put them, I believe, back in the lead. So, you know, all this, I understand, because I say it all the time, you know, coaching is, you know, coaching, game calling is definitely part of things. But the main person that has the ball, especially when we talk about football NFL, is a quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo proved you know, on the biggest stage that he's not quite there yet when it comes to playmaking. Okay, he's not—he's not on a, a Patrick Mahomes level, and the best playmaker won the Super Bowl. Because once Mahomes hit that big pass to Tyreek Hill, now you notice—if you notice—I know you notice—that his his accuracy start, you know, climbing up the ranks. Because before that pass, he was missing people. He threw an interception. And I don't, it, it was one of those ones, like, why did he throw that? He saw Tyreek Hill do a hitch, and it was a San Francisco guy there the entire time. And he threw the ball right to him. So, you know, he was just rattled, you know, and he, once he got his composure back, he made plays to bomb the Tyreek Hill. Uh, Sammy Watkins made a hell of a move to get past Richard Sherman, you know? Um and if you know football, you know Richard Sherman isn't no speedster. Richard Sherman got to keep you in front of him. The moment you get a step past Richard Sherman, it's over. If he doesn't have any help up top, and that's what happened. And Sammy Burkman. So good players, great players, expose weak, weaker players. And I'm not saying Richard Sherman's weak. I'm just saying when you have an elite top-of-the-line QB like Patrick Mahomes, and you have, because Sammy said he studied, uh, I forgot the, the receiver from Green Bay. He did the same move on Richard Sherman. When you have people that are dedicated to the game and study, because it, you, you can only do so much with talent. Talent's going to get you to a certain point. But now to become the next level, everybody's been harking on the Mamba mentality. To get to that next level, this is where you got to dedicate yourself and study and know your opponent in and out and know that when he hits a certain combination of foot moves, you you know which way he's going or you know what what defense he's in. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to Sam. You know, I don't care for Sam Watkins at all because I felt like he's just another person in a long list of line of, you know, people that played for Buffalo that didn't get a, give a 100%. So – but kudos to him. He he saw something. He he studied and um and made a big ass play, man. You know, it's nothing you could say, but but you know, big big props to him.
0: Well, let me say this. Uh, w- w- watching that game, I was I was impressed with both teams, and Jimmy G. This is not going to be his last rodeo. Yeah, he got two rings, but as a starter, this would have been his first go. And
1: Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. I'm, I'm just – I think Mahomes Mahom is just a better player. But this talk of Kansas City being a dynasty – Win two in a row, and then we'll talk about Dynasty. Win two in three years, and then we'll talk about Dynasty.
1: That sounds like somebody telling a certain somebody, a sideline junkie, that you couldn't call D.C. Titletown yet because the other two teams were flat. Well, well or, hold on, hold on. Or, or unless one of the teams that won a championship came back to back.
0: No, 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 no. See, the reason why I was saying call it Titletown USA because we had the arena football champion. We have MLS champions. We got the WNBA champions. We got the World Series champions. Uh, we have the Stanley Cup champions. And if everything keeps going the way that it's been going, and they keep playing consistent hockey, they may repeat again. And <laughs> then not only that, we may, we may even get a national championship in college basketball.
1: Oh, okay. And I, I'll give you that, but, that, oh, but that's, wait, that's what I'm saying.
0: Let, let me read. Let me, let me backtrack on that. The Merlin women. They are perennial top 10 in, in women's basketball. And they got a title.
1: All right. So let's, 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 you know, I'm always about trimming the fat. Okay. So let's talk about the big boys because nobody cares about the arena football
0: league. That's why, <laughs> I, that's why I went under,
1: um, you know, MLS is what it is. You know, I, I'm not going to say I'm not a fan, but I, it's not something I watch. So, let's let's keep it to the big three, which is football. Even it, even 20 years of bad football, the last 10 seasons being, you know, or well, let's just say the last three seasons being some of the worst, the Washington Redskins are still the number one team in the area. Okay, then you have basketball, hockey, and um, what am I missing? Baseball. Baseball. All right, so – you got a Big Stanley four. Cup championship two seasons ago. Uh-huh. You have a current World Series champion. You have a WNBA championship, current. Uh-huh. So all I'm saying is somebody else, either the Nationals have to do it again, the Mystics have to do it again, or the Capitals, which, to, to be honest, the Mystics and the Capitals are, have a realistic chance of doing it. Uh, baseball, baseball. The Nationals lost a couple pieces, being one of the key pieces being Mr. Clutch himself, Anthony Rendon. So they're retooling. It's going to be interesting to see um, how how you know the new pieces play out. I, I don't count them out because you know they fought to get back in it. So I, that's all I'm saying. Give me another title from one of the big entities in the area, and. I'll I'll make you a title shirt. I'll stitch oh. it myself.
0: I'm 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 looking forward to that. Okay. That's all I'm
1: saying.
0: Now, jumping back to the Super Bowl then this Super Bowl had a lot of DC. This is DC sports rundown, by the way. This Super Bowl had a lot of connections to DC. Uh, BJ, you it had connections to Buffalo with Sammy Watkins winning the ring. Uh for Sean for McCoy. DC. Sean McCoy, who was a healthy scratch in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Rashad Breeland and Kendall Fuller both mm-hmm. had picks in that game and now they have rent. Now, Kendall Fuller was traded for Alex Smith which and, I, with, with a third rounder, and they traded the third rounder to somebody else. But because I was like, who did they pick in that third round for in the Alex Smith trade? But they traded it away, and, it went which to I,
1: which I, which I will pound to the ground. Anybody that listens, I know Alex Smith is, Alex Smith is a great guy, but I I thought that was one of it, it definitely wasn't on the level of the champ belly trade, because I thought that was a bad trade. Um but that trade when you have an up and coming corner that you know possesses certain traits. You, you know, you you could have found something else without that price tag. That's all I'm saying. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, you could have found something else without that price tag, because you trade. It's not like it's not like I- when you traded for Alex Smith, he was 26 or 27, 28. How, how old was Alex Smith when he came here? Was he 35? Um,
0: let me make sure. Because what was the- that, Two seasons ago.
1: Yeah, it was two seasons ago, so See? it's not—it's not like you're getting a spring chicken. So a, a third round for me would have been enough if, if they would have took that. But the send Fuller with that, I thought that was a little bit too much. And we're talking about two seasons ago, where Josh Norman's play was in question.
0: Then mm-hmm. he so was thirty-four when he came. Thirty-four. Because 30- that was. 2018. If he was yeah.
1: 30, if he no, was 30, I think about,
0: he was 33, he was getting ready to turn 34.
1: Okay, if he was like 29, 30, I still wouldn't have made the trade. I just given up a, a corner. I, I just couldn't do it. I, you know, it's just me because our good friend of the show, Gary, we talk about it all the time. There is a player. If you do your research. I mean, we talk about this all the time on the show. If you got a good front office and you're doing your research, you're doing your scouting. You can find somebody younger, with more poise that you could pay less. Uh, I I didn't understand why they didn't keep Josh Johnson. You know, I mean that's that's not here or there because you know it's it is what it is, right? But but just like and we'll get to that later on the show, just like this Greg Olson talk, it's just like. You're telling me there's nobody in seven rounds of the draft, there is no younger tight end in the league that, is, that has a more productive, more healthier career? We, I don't want to keep talking. I don't want to talk because we, we got that slated for later. But I'm just saying in the Alex Smith case. Matter of fact, we're, we're going to go back when we finish this show and figure out who else was available.
0: Oh, shoot. I can name everybody that was available when they traded it, no, for I mean,
1: Alex Smith?
0: Yeah, it was it was quite a few quarterbacks that were available.
1: Well, fire away. Give me 3.
0: Uh, 3. Well, and I I mean, it wasn't going to happen, but uh you could have kept Kurt. That was he was available. And that and
1: that would have been my number 1 option. That to keep Kurt. That would have been it.
0: Who who else? Uh, you could have gotten uh RG3 back because he nah, he's, a bit, he's a different player. Yeah, I don't like but, that option. Um, who the hell else? Of course, I can't. I, I'm drawing a blank though. But it was quite a few quarterbacks that they were looking at that they could have traded for or signed. You could have signed Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, that yeah that wasn't going to happen. I mean, we, we know it's not going to happen, but I mean, it was still a viable option.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like definitely the number one, one on my list would have been to sign Kirk, and you would have had a French. And look, I don't want to hear he's not clutch. Everybody, no one starts out clutch. Lamar Jackson right now is a clutch. He just lost a home playoff game after having a remarkable season. He has to learn how to win, just like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen got on the big playoff stage, and, and it looked like he saw a ghost. And them pretty deep balls, he he known known to throw with that big arm of his and big tight spiral everything was down the field was quacking. So yeah, I don't want to hear, you know, everybody has to learn how to win. You know, so that whole nother argument. What's what's, what's, what's
0: well, next? Let, 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 lastly on the Super Bowl, uh well the Super Bowl game itself, and then we'll we'll blow through the rest of it and take a commercial break. But lastly on the Super Bowl, uh Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Absolutely. Uh, Absolute hogwash. Yes, because Damian Williams should have been your MVP.
1: And I and I know why Patrick Mahomes got it because he had three total touchdowns. He had two passing and then he ran one in. Mm-hmm. But Damian Williams had 17 carries for 104, 6.1 a carry, one touchdown, and he broke the game open with the game-winning touchdown. So hey. I, I, but you know it it goes back to what we say, and I don't want to. I hate. I feel like I'm talking too much, KG. But you know, it's it goes back to what we say that just like the Hall of Fame, it, it's like they love Patrick Mahomes right now, so that they slid him that MVP.
0: hmm
1: Um, just like certain people not making a Hall of Fame, it's just like certain people shouldn't have a vote. They, they really shouldn't. They. they I've said, you know, the NBA has definitely gotten weak as far as their Hall of Fame. The NFL has, too. They need some, not just writers, but they need some fans to take, you know. You can still have the writers, but you still need the fans, too. And also, I think that, you know, I know this is off-subject, but I'll go back to the game. I thought that was Hogwash. And then I know you want to talk about, you want to talk about the halftime show now or you want to go to break?
0: No, no, no. We we can run over that because uh, I know, you, did you watch the halftime show?
1: Absolutely
0: not. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I was not impressed with it. Uh, I caught a peek of it because, you know, I love to see Shakira shake her hips, but I didn't even watch it. I was, I was not fascinated. I wasn't intrigued by it. I mean, I didn't like, but I haven't liked the halftime show. I think the last halftime show I really really liked was Prince, and that was '06.
1: I enjoy Prince. I did watch Prince. I enjoy Prince. I enjoy, of course everybody Whitney. Houston, I don't think anybody's gonna ever knock Whitney Houston off the number for one national anthem. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's for national anthem.
1: Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I think she still trumps a halftime. It's <laughs> yeah. real, you know. I, but
0: to but me, no, that's, no, no, no. I, I take that no. Michael Jackson in
1: 93. Yes, yes. okay. i give you
0: that. I think that's the greatest halftime show ever because he came out and he stood there Mm for what what seemed like a half an hour. And then when he snapped his head, they said 1,500 people fainted. Yeah,
1: it's... Hey, I I, I, I don't know how I forgot about Michael,
0: but... But No. Please, if Jay-Z is supposed to be the head of... Uh, music for the NFL, Slim. I'm gonna need you to get a better halftime show. I think I would have, I, I would have been better off without. Don't please don't give me Beyonce again, cause I really didn't like that. Oh down in New God, Orleans,
1: you know, you know, you know, the Beehive's gonna come for the show. Now we might be shut down after that.
0: Well, oh, that's good. Come to come for the show and listen to it, cause it, maybe I, you might see that I'm speaking truth. Because one of whoever was on her technical staff, that's the reason why the lights went out in the Dag on Superdome so because her performance overloaded the daggone circuits but anyway i didn't like the halftime show and then the commercials i got a list of commercials that were really good um the google commercial made me cry where he uh the gentleman was saying you know telling google what to remember about his wife that that right there that tugged at your heartstrings i mean you know somebody was cutting onions while that was on uh the 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 Alexa commercial with Ellen DeGeneres, hilarious. The Dorito uh <laughs> the Dorito uh, commercial was cool, and I put in parentheses ranch with uh Lil Nas X. Um, the Sabra hummus with Ric Flair, I know Don Rodriguez love that because I absolutely love that, and the MC Hammer Cheetos. That was, and then they put the app down where you can have MC Hammer dancing in one of your little videos for your story on uh, Instagram or Facebook. I thought that was cool, but the flip side was all the political ads. I could have did without that during the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm watching the Super Bowl for. The Super Bowl is the time, the one time in the year outside of probably the NBA Finals, the World Series. You know, outside of the the major. Full sports championship that you aren't thinking about politics, you're you aren't thinking about things like that, you're thinking about food, fun, sports, and family and friends that's what you're thinking about. So, that right there, please. And then it was a lot of hogwash and that, but I'm not going to get into the political stuff. So, but we're going to go ahead, jump out, uh, take a break. Well. Yeah, take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to stick with the NFL for one second when we come back. uh, Talk about Hall of Fame inductees to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which was announced Sunday morning. Uh, I want to get BJ's thoughts on it because I got my own thoughts. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And just like that, we are back. As promised, uh, we're gonna talk about Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees that were selected Saturday. Uh BJ, as usual, I know you're well prepared. Let's run down that list. Good sir.
1: Ah, uh, fire away, brother.
0: All right, hold on. I got I had it up and I, I of course I hit the daggone button.
1: No, 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 you good. We um of course Bill Coward, Jimmy Johnson. You know, those um, – I felt like those, you know, blocks, uh, Jimmy, especially Jimmy with the – I think the whole cowboy click, you know, the early 90s cowboy click, yeah, anybody that was somebody on that team was going to probably eventually get in the Hall of Fame. Um, Bill Cower, you know, he was a staple. I, I forgot how long he was a coach at Pittsburgh. Uh,
0: 92 to – what was it, 16 years? Because he came... He succeeded Chuck Noll in 92.
1: Yeah. So, he was a staple of the Steelers. Missed consistency. And when he he got one Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Mike Tomlin came and got the other one Ben So, right. yeah. Um, Paul Taglin, You know, of course, you know, Kamish, Um, I'm looking at the names on the list. And the, the name... the the sore thumb and, you know, I know we talk sports, everybody's not going to agree with everything, but I just don't understand how Edron James made the Hall of Fame. I I cannot for the life of me. And and it's not because I'm saying Edron James wasn't a decent player, but it's so many more people that were more worthy than Edron James to go in the Hall of Fame. It's like now they're just putting people on. They're just throwing darts at a wall. And whatever the dart hit, that's who's getting in the Hall of Fame. So, Edwin James, um, I thought Steve Atwater could have waited. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac Bruce, you know, I know why Isaac Bruce got a greatest show on turf. Tory Holtz in, Kurt Warner's in. You got to put the rest of the show in. Marshall Fault is in. So, and that's why I thought, you know, I'm trying to think who, who on the 90s Cowboy team isn't in that should be in. I think everybody's in that should be in, right?
0: Well, it, well you want to talk O-linemen? Uh, I don't think Larry Allen's in. Wow, okay. I don't think uh, – let me see. Woodson, I think Woodson went in. Um, The triplets are in. Who else on that team was big? Uh.
1: See, this is why I, I need my man Gary, because he a real off.
0: Yeah, Cowboy names.
1: Uh-huh. So, when you have – I say this all the time. When you have a dynasty, when you have a, a, a team that changed the game, you know, the greatest show on turf was a offensive juggernaut. You know, the Cowboys were a juggernaut. When you have teams like that, people – Want to get in on coattails, whether they deserve it or not. So, um, the two names for me, Edwin James and Steve Atwood, just knowing who didn't get in the Hall of Fame. So, what about you?
0: Well, now, I'm going to take it back to when they did the Centennial Clays. Now, the Centennial Clays is different from the modern era Clays, granted. But what they did to uh, Drew Pearson, was a, a a sin and a shame, or as my grandmother would say, it's a crying shame that you set him up like that, just not to pick him. Uh, looking at that centen the Centennial finalists, No. Cliff Branch, Roger Roger Craig should be in ahead of Edger and James because of what he did. First running back to have a thousand yards receive and a thousand yards rush in the same season. He is what he's the template that running backs are crafted out of in so many offenses Roger Craig and he's not in the Hall of Fame that's a problem of course you know my yeah, source. back and he
1: don't have the, he don't have the numbers that Edger and James has and and I hate and I hate saying it because as as a Hall of Fame voter you have to know just like what we're going through now with the NBA it's a different game so if you're just looking at numbers, you 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 have to look at the whole body of work in the era, what they did it in. Because just like you know, one of the, one of the things I bring up is the fact that Chris Duan has more three-pointers than Larry Bird. And, and if you even think for a second that Chris Duan is a better shooter than Larry Bird, then you need to hang up. Any type of fan card you have, it's a different era of basketball. It's a different era of football. Mm-hmm. Numbers are going to be put up. That's what the that's what the the league wants. Both leagues, all leagues, offense is sexy. So the more you can tinker with it and make the offense, you know, pre- no, nobody me and you would enjoy a nine to six football game, mm-hmm. but. Sixty percent of Americans not go, is going to tune out. That's not, not what they they want to see. People, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going back and forth, or Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes putting up 40 points each. You know that's what they want to see. So, but Roger Craig, it looks like for the career he has eighty one hundred y'all eighty one eighty 56 touchdowns. So of course hey, you, know, you
0: know you know what. It, 10,000 yards rushing is like 3,000 hits in baseball. It's going to yeah. the And uh, it
1: shouldn't. It used to be like that. It shouldn't anymore. It shouldn't be. That shouldn't be the measurements to, because like I said, I just don't feel like the people that are in the hall of fame that are waiting to get in that Ezra and James should have went in front of these people. It's just, it's just crazy to me.
0: Absolutely. Right. And I'm, I'm looking at the list. Um, Steve Atwater was good, but Steve Atwater, in my opinion, I'm looking at his uh his numbers. He only played ten seasons, eighty nine to ninety nine, eleven seasons. Um, he he was known as a big hitter. He was known as the guy to lay Christian Okoye out in the hole. So I mean that's one thing, but he got two Super Bowl rings. But he wasn't. He was a feared hitter, but I I didn't fear him in coverage. And I watched Steve Atwater a long time. But Steve Atwood, I can I, I'm good with Isaac Bruce. Of course, Troy, Troy Palomalu is gonna be your headliner. Um, Steve Hutchinson. I think that should have been Clay Matthews. Uh, Edger and James. No. I'm 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 not Clay Clay
1: that. Matthews. I don't think Clay Matthews is ready to get it. You talking about? No, 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 not Clay Matthews senior. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, okay. not son. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's so many other names that should be in the Hall of Fame, and and it just I just don't understand. I mean, I I kind of know what It's it's politics, like everything else.
0: now, now Sunday I went down a whole list. And I started naming names now, looking at the semifinalists, Carl Banks, Rondé Barber, uh, Tony Baselli, Leroy Buck, Alan Fanica.
1: Yeah, I I really thought Alan Fanica was going to be a lot because he was the, and I always go back there, he was the best at his position.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Not top five. You know, Tony Baselli. he was the best at his position.
0: Exactly. He so was the cornerstone of a franchise. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I you know, for for them not to get in and for the people that got in, it's just and, it's and, like it's it's like you, you made the perfect Kool-Aid and you look at it, you pour it out, and you just you know, put seventy percent water in it and expect everybody to just smile at you while they're drinking it.
0: And I I, I take that back. Darren Woodson is not in the Hall of Fame.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Uh Steve Tasker was a semifinalist. Everybody that listens to this show knows how I feel about Steve Tasker and Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell is number two all time in uh, all-purpose yards out of the top ten. Still, still number two. Still number two, but out of the top ten, he's the only one not in the damn Hall of Fame. How is that possible?
1: Because people have an agenda, people don't like you know <laughs> that he that he's going to speak his mind.
0: But this and, is that say Devin Hester, you know, they put oh, Devin Hester, the greatest return man in history.
1: He, don't How get me wrong, don't get me wrong. He's he was explosive,
0: yes, he, but he's he not, he
1: not the greatest return man. He lit up the lead, he was explosive, you know. I can see, you know. I think B-Mitch would probably tell you that he was more explosive on the ground than he was. Yeah, but B-Mitch was more talk, consistent. A, a more consistent and a better overall player because you put Devin Hester anywhere else on the field and it was like having a missing player on the field. You put him at wide receiver. or He couldn't any, get off. Couldn't get off, couldn't, couldn't do anything.
0: So he had a big corner, he couldn't cover. Nope. But now B. Mitch, B. Mitch played kick return, punt return, running back. He was a great third down running back. only reason why he was a third down running back, Joe Gibbs said, I didn't want to burn him out. That's all I kept thinking is I don't want to burn this guy out because he's just that good. B. Mitch played quarterback. He was a quarterback in college and was a damn good quarterback. But in the NFL, he, he had his game at quarterback, and he did pretty good in the body-back game. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I keep hearing, oh, he never had a position. He was a running back that returned kicks. Are we serious?
1: They, I'm at the point now, and this is probably something that we can drum up on Twitter. They should have a specialist spot. I don't care but, if it's just one.
0: No, no, this is the thing. Some people say, and I've heard it, and I'm not even going to say some people, Kevin Marshall, Kevin M, my good friend, he told me, he said, but he was a special team. What does that mean? That, that's not football, but most players that are drafted fourth round to seventh round undrafted, how do you make the team? Most of the time, unless you're, you know, just a a guy with issues, you make the team through special teams.
1: It's just, I, I, I don't understand how you can take a third of the game out. We've watched Super Bowls be one on special teams. The Patriots. Mm-hmm. The the Bill Belichick uh, Ravens. The game was one on special teams and defense.
0: Oh, Brian Billick. Brian Billick. Thank you. Brian Billick. Wait, so, no. wait, 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 wait. Let me hit you with this one. Let me let me, let me hit you with the, with the Shazam real quick. Ray Guy is considered one of the greatest, well, he's considered the greatest punter. Right, mm-hmm. only other punter that you can mention in the same breath with Ray Guy is Reggie Roby. And Reggie Roby, Reggie Roby, Ray Guy are the two reasons why they have the hang time clock because those guys could hang a punt. Most people, oh, it's about 3.6, 3.5. They were hanging punts damn near five seconds.
1: So, what you're telling me is these guys change their position, change the game. Mm-hmm. At their, and they were the best at their position. Not not top five. They weren't... They were the best. They, they weren't considered top ten punter, top three punter. They were the best, especially the guy. You're talking about the best. And the best isn't in the Hall of Fame.
0: Exactly. Now, Ray Guy's in the Hall of Fame. Him and Jan Stenerud are the only two special teamers that are in the Hall of Fame, which is a... Shame.
1: I'm trying to figure uh, out why Morton Anderson isn't in there.
0: Him, Gary Anderson.
1: Gary Anderson. Yep. Gary Anderson. Morton Anderson. Um, I think you wow. have to put Venice Venice area in there. Yeah.
0: Once he once he's eligible, him. I think Tress Way is going to be eligible.
1: Yeah. If Tress Wade keeps playing like he's playing, because he's the best punter in the league right now. He's been like that for a minute, and and that's what we're talking about. If you're the best. Number one, you're doing what you're doing. You're doing your job. You're changing the game as far as field position. Like, he does it consistently. He's exactly. pinning, pinning people inside the 20, inside the 10.
0: Wait, that season just passed the season before. He went the whole entire season without a touchback.
1: And that's crazy. And we're talking about as bad as the Redskins offensive have been. As many times as he's had to touch the field, no touchbacks.
0: No touchbacks.
1: And that's it's just, that's insane. Because now you're putting him out there way more than he would normally punt, you know, like, like a Patriot team or a Packer team or, you know, all the Chiefs, where, you know, the, the, the punter might not even see the field some games. So it, that's, it's just crazy to me. I really think that the voting for the NFL and the NBA needs to be redone. Yes. Because there's some very questionable last couple of years NBA players that got in. And you're just scratching your head. And um, it, it, Deion Dion Sanders even said it's, it's, it's watered down.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? Because and I, They're not I looking knew. at the overall picture. They're looking at the name. Mm-hmm. Now and
1: you can't do that.
0: You're you're telling me, now Steve Tasker, most people say, well, what does Steve Tasker bring? And I said it Sunday. And you, my good friend, can attest to this because you're a Buffalo Bill fan. I watched a lot of Buffalo Bills in the 90s. But Steve Tasker, you needed a punt block. He was the guy that got back there. Covering kickoffs. He was the first guy. that He was the wedge. Hell hell of a coverage guy. Made the tackle. Yep. Uh, he was the only special teamer to ever, ever win MVP of the Pro Bowl. He was a good kick return. He wasn't a great kick return. He was good. And he did it all, but he also played receiver. I remember him catching passes from Kelly. I remember him running back a kick, a punt, something. But he brought the intangibles to the game. Not only that, he was undersized. Why mm-hmm. is he not considered? Hall of Fame worthy. I don't and I don't believe it should be a special spot. I can't agree with you on that one, brother. Because I think I, I, as a I part say of the it game, because,
1: that's because it's 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 the, the position the 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 unit as a whole is being ignored. True. And I it's it's special teamers that I would put in Brian Mitchell before I would put Edger and James in. Yeah. So I, I, it's like To me, I'm looking at Steve Taster's, you know, staff's now seven-time Pro Bowler. This is just on special teams, ladies and gentlemen, because he didn't do anything. He was there on offense. He had a total of 51 receptions his whole career, so that, that wasn't it. He made seven Pro Bowls just off of special teams. So...
0: I've told this story once before when he was playing in Houston, Jerry Glanville was the coach and they had to put him on waivers to make room for another player. Jerry Glanville went to him and said, if you get claimed off of waivers, I don't care what team claims you. But you go in there, you take that physical, you say your knees hurt, you say your back hurt, you failed that physical so we can get you back here. How many special teams are you known? Have you known to be told to go fail a physical for another team, just so they can come back to a team that put them on waivers?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. you know, once you clear waivers, you're eligible to be re-signed by the team that waived you. Mm-hmm. You don't see that, but I and not only them two, Brian Mitchell and uh, Steve Tasker, but Sam Mills. London Fletcher. These guys get no love. London Fletcher led the league in top five I think, six years ago.
1: I think London will eventually get in because uh, the classes are getting weaker and weaker. And I'm definitely not saying London Fletcher needs a weak class to get in, but he should definitely be the top of one of these classes coming up. Um, yeah, and the other names, your name. It's just, you, you just, I'm just sitting here shaking my head. And then on top of the players from yesteryear that still aren't in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, and so. that 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 uh centennial class. That's uh. Let me see. London Fletcher grad, uh, graduated. He retired in twenty thirteen, so he was up last year, twenty eighteen. That was his fifth year, so he should he should be up uh pretty soon for um the hall of fame but think about this no cliff branch uh and that that like i was saying that centennial clays it let me know uh they putting donnie shell in granted okay cool i'm good with that um who else is on that list uh jim covert cliff harris you know the, the, these guys that should be... Drew Pearson. Then Dan Reeves should be in. Dick Vermeil should be in. Uh, Don Coryell should be in. Mike Holmgren should be in. Um, who did they pick for contributors this year? Um, uh, shoot. Of course I can't... Uh, let me see. Contributors were Paul Tagliabue. And yeah, he deserved to get in. Of course. He he took... Steve Sable taught Paul Tagliabue and George Young. Steve Sable, it it shouldn't have been no wait because Steve Sable should have went in the Hall of Fame long before he passed away. Ed Sable is in. But for what they did for the NFL, you made, you know, we talk about who took the game global in basketball. Mm -hmm. You know, LeBron, LeBron made the game mobile. Jordan took it global. But Bird Magic, you know, put the game on its, you know, on its back on its feet.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You want to talk about NFL, Paul Tagliabue and the Sables NFL Network before it was NFL films and you know this full fact during the offseason you had the football follies you had the the team recaps where you had the old Raiders teams that's how we learned about football pre-internet yeah and I, I guess that's why I bring up so much stuff in the past because I watched that, and it's like I was there watching the 76 Raiders and I wasn't even born yet I was still five years away Watching the Packers sweep. They did
1: an excellent job of making you feel like not only recreating that feeling like you were watching it live, but just the narrating, the music, it gave you that feel like, man, I, you know, I'm watching the 70s, the, 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 the you know, 70 the Steelers and the Cowboys Super Bowl. I, I, I watched that. You know, I watched this. I watched, You know, I saw the the, the whole season of seventy two Dolphins. I watched that.
0: You know, it's mm-hmm. so so. And then think about this: that soundtrack that you heard. Uh, dang, I can't even think of the composer. But a chilling championship, rambling man from Grambling. And when they put that on Madden, I didn't play yeah. any anything else on the soundtrack but those songs.
1: Yeah, me neither. I didn't. I didn't need anything else, and I still do it to this day. I take everything else off. No disrespect to those artists, but I want to hear me some football music, and exactly. that's all I want to hear.
0: So hear John Facenda's voice, man, <laughs> and Autumn win. You know, I can't yeah. even do it right because I can't even get my voice that daggone deep. But John Facenda's voice, that and was then, a staple of your sound.
1: And then to to know all of this, and to to know that some of these people. Are being ign- basically ignored by the Hall of Fame.
0: It's just to me,
1: it's just, um, it's 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 a, it's a tad disrespectful,
0: yeah, it is. So, uh, what? So, let's let, let's go ahead and switch gears. We're gonna jump, Switch it we're up. gonna bring it home and we're gonna jump NBA Bradley oh, B. Boy. and the Wiz Kids. Now, this is your team, um. I got to figure out where you want lunch at because they're not going to win 50 games and I put my foot in my mouth with that because <laughs> I thought this team was going to be better. But this team, now, granted they're excited to watch. They're very exciting to watch. Uh they can put up 130, 140 points, but they, you know, the other team's going to put up 150. So, right now, this very moment, your thoughts on Bradley Beal, his All-Star snub? And just the Wizards as a whole.
1: The Wizards as a whole. Let's start
0: right there. I like the Wizards as a whole. Um,
1: I'll say, I'll keep pounding is that uh Scott Brooks isn't to me isn't the guy that's gonna take this team to the next level. Um, could they use another piece or two? They they absolutely could, but I like that they I've I've said this for, we've been podcasting for two years. I've said this for two years. I said that the the Wizards are not an NBA team that can command top-tier free agents. They're going to have to build from within. And they're doing, I think, Tommy Shepard is doing a hell of a job right now doing that. Putting pieces together. Bertans, Thomas Bryant, Hachimora. Um, you know they bring Isaiah Thomas, um, Ish um, Troy Brown Jr. A little bit of a disappointment so far from me, but they can they can score. Scott Brooks isn't to me he isn't the a defensive minded coach. It's proven to be that way now. But like I said, I don't think he's like he can't be the coach going forward. Um, but the team as a whole, I'm happy with the team as a whole. Gary Payton, uh, the second. Uh, uh, I didn't want to forget him because they scrapped. They played, you know what I'm saying? They don't have the attitude that we've seen with John and Bill. Um, with, like, they won a championship. Like, that is irritating as hell to watch that team play a couple of years ago with that arrogance. Like, they, they arrived. And, and Stephen A. Smith went off on the air bomb. So, but to the Bradley Bills, what's snub? What's snub? That's what I want to know. What snub are you talking about? Because in my eyes, he's not an all-star. Okay, because me and you talked, or me and you made our bet, and I you said they were going to win fifty games. I said the ceiling for this team, the ceiling for this team would they be. They would get uh, make a hot streak and be at the sixth or the seventh seed. That was my ceiling for them. So to see where they are now, they are I, for some reason I can't get NBA.com to come up because I'm trying to see the Wizards stand. I know they're at least 15 games under 500. All right, I know that for a fact. So when I One thing I always preach to all of our sideline junkies is to stop putting everybody in the greatness category. Um, Before Kobe Bryant's tragic, untimely death, we had an NBA tier list we was putting out. And we could have easily did five tiers. We were doing 10 players each tier. But 10 players each tier, five tiers, everybody would have got one. Everybody would have got one. And you don't want everybody You want to make it special. You want to, you know, recognize greatness. You want to recognize people that two, three tiers deserve to be on that thing. So when I say that, I'm coming back around to Bradley Bill, and I'm like, he's not there yet. Scott Brooks can praise him all he wants. He's the best shooting guard in the league and this, that, and the other. You tell me, ooh, on the Eastern Conference – that you're taking off to put Bradley Bill on. It's nobody on the East.
0: Wait, wait. Is that a rhetorical question or are you really asking me that?
1: I'll ask you. Who are you going to take off the East roster right now to put Bradley Bill on? G-
0: g- hold on. Give me one second because it's a sh- Bradley Bill's averaging career highs. He is. But hold Okay, hold, okay,
1: hold, okay. Hold on hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I said he needed to do this... <laughs> From the beginning. So, this is... this. I'm not impressed with this. Because he should have been doing this from the beginning of the season. There's no reason for him not to average. and Is it of putting a lot of pressure on somebody? If that's what you call it, I guess. Because this team is his team. He has the green light to shoot what he wants. He's supposed to be a scorer. So, for him to average 35 should have been no issue. And, when Kevin, well, me and you made our bet. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the NBA.com right now. I can't get on NBA.com. But when we made our bet, I said, Bill, I want to say, I said either 32 or 35. He would have to average 32 or 35 for this team to win. Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: They're not now, winning.
0: I'm about to bust the bubble.
1: Go, Go. fire, fire away.
0: You say who could go on now out of the east, who can go right or to, go. to replace Bradley Bill? Now, not only didn't Bradley Bill get snubbed, he got snubbed, but also uh, Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine. So, I got two spots and two, I got three players that can go, so those two guys can make it.
1: The Wizards are 17 and 32,
0: yes, sir. 15 games out of uh, uh, 15 games below 500, 25 games out of first.
1: So, yeah, I, I, for me, the, you shouldn't even be allowed an all-star if you're not in the top eight positions.
0: Well, guess what? Brandon Ingram is an all-star. And doesn't doesn't uh, the Pelicans have a losing record?
1: Uh, what are the Pelicans? West? Hold on. Let me go to the
0: West. But now, Pelicans. let me tell you this. Bam Adebayo, out of there. All right? He's gone. Okay. Um, ben Simmons, out of there. He's gone. Nah. And uh, Dom Sabonis, out of there, he's gone. Bradley Bill and Zach Levine are averaging more than both of those players. And they're on bad teams averaging this.
1: Yeah, but the, like I said, the Bill situation, I'm not impressed. It, it it's a it's his team.
0: Kyle Lowry, out of there. He can go nah,
1: they're not gonna get rid of Kyle Lowry. He's a he's an East Staple, so they're not gonna I get don't, rid of him.
0: See, that, that's the problem. I don't want to hit East Staple. And the only reason why he got picked for the reserves because his coach, if I'm not mistaken, Nick Nurse is the daggone head coach of the East squad.
1: But you know how you change that? You you will you win. Your, you win. You will your team to win, like LeBron. If if and see, I've watched players. LeBron. I watch Kobe. I watch these players win with nothing. So that tells me you're not on their level. So when I hear Scott Brooks say you're the best shooting guard in the league, I feel uh, slightly disrespected. I, I don't want to watch
0: it. Because now, you're
1: not you're not the best shooting guard in the league.
0: Let, let let me ask you this. And I'm 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 not being funny, I'm just asking. If Scott let me rephrase that. Is Scott Brooks the problem? Is he the stone He's around his bomb? He's so if he, well, I mean, he does he? I've I don't see defense from this team, and I've been talking about it since we've been podcasting that he needs to go, and this is where you call a Mark Jackson, you call mm-hmm. a Jason Kidd.
1: Mark Jackson not going to happen, and Jason Kidd would not leave the Lakers bench to come and coach the Wizards at all. That's oh, not going
0: to happen even. Of course not. But I'm saying you had a chance to get him when he was sitting on the street.
1: I don't think he would have came sitting on the street.
0: And Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson is the guy you need to call because this team has no defense. If they had defense, we could be talking about a 32-17 and 17 team or a 40-something and something team right now. This might be a 60-win team because they can run with anybody. They just can't stop anybody. You they don't, don't, want, they don't want to stop the other night.
1: They don't want to stop anybody. That's the thing. It's no it's no pressure to put defense on. They don't they don't want to stop anybody. It's a difference between willing. We, we watched great
0: defensive players. Yes, we did. So real, defense, yeah. real defensive players. Real Not defensive players. Olay defense. I'm talking about strap you up, floor slapping. Let's get it. Mm-hmm. So that this is this is it. It's just
1: not. They don't they don't care about defense. It's not a. To them, it's not. They're they're fourth in the league points per game one fifteen. One fifteen point seven. I'm trying to find how many points they are giving up. I don't see. It's not. It's not popping up. And here here's the thing. Let me read this. You got an iPhone. Let me read this to you. The three teams in front of them win percentage. The Milwaukee Bucks, 42 and 7, 120 points a game, number one. The Rockets, 31 and 18, 118.7 a game, winning record. The Mavericks, 31 and 19, 116.3 a game, winning record. The Wizards, 17 and 32, 115.7, losing record, not even close. The next team under them, the LA Clippers. 35 and 15, 115.3 a game. Mm-hmm. Next team after that is the Pelicans, 20 and
0: 30. So, but even the Pelicans have more of a chance at 20 and 30. They're only 10 games below 500, 10, but they got a chance to turn it around because they got Zion back now, and that might be the spark that they need. So, what's the Wizards' excuse?
1: And, that, and that's what I'm saying. If you have the best shooting guard in the league, then we should be talking about y'all being I, I know John Wall's not there, but we should be talking about this team in the playoff race. We, we're not even talking about this. They're not even relevant in the NBA. So that, and that's just this is, this is what infuriates me about the Wizards and Bradley Bill. They're not going to trade him because I, I, I thought he didn't sign the extension, but he did sign the extension hmm So he signed Speaking the extension. Go ahead.
0: No, no, you go ahead. He signed the extension.
1: He signed the extension, so that he's not moving anywhere. You know, um, I really thought they should have traded him. Send him yeah. to, send him to a contender. They had, I, you know, we'll we'll beat this pony into the ground. But this was a Ernie Grunfield you know, blunder where he could have got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. And a lot of other pieces and sent Bradley to LA.
0: Could have sent like to Miami
1: too. Could have sent them to Miami. Uh, it was a couple teams asking for him. It, it was a they were talking about a CJ McCollum, Bradley Bill swap. And I, I didn't really agree with that one because it didn't bring you the pieces back that the team needed. The only the only way that, that works for me is because you get a culture change. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think C.J. McCollum is walking around like he won a championship. You know, I think he's a little bit more humble than Bill. And and I think that's what really just pisses me off when everybody's talking about the Bradley Bill All-Star snub. It's just like, look at the record. And, like, yeah, he's averaging 38 points a game. But I, I expected this from him. We talked about this in the beginning of the season when we made our bet that you said they was going to win 50, I told you what I thought they was going to win. And I told you, in order for it to happen, Bradley Bill had to be in the 30s, averaging. So I'm not impressed. Not with the team he has around him. If he had James Harden on his team, and he was averaging 38, then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. You know. And And now this is impressive. Right. But... And I'm trying to, points per game. James Harden is averaging 26 a game. That's impressive to me because he, he has Russell Westbrook on his team now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's impressive. And they're
0: playing pretty damn good.
1: And Brandon Ingram made it because Brandon Ingram is number two in points per game at 32. So but that's why Brandon
0: once Ingram again, made it. Everybody say the reason why Bradley Bill didn't make it, the reason why Zach Levine didn't make it. Well, they got losing records. Brandon Ingram has a losing record.
1: I'm sorry. I'm oh. looking at I'm looking at nightly leaders. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the regular season leaders. Here we go. Points per game. It's it's still James Harden. I'm sorry. James Harden is averaging 35.7. Bradley Bill is now full for
0: 29.2. Isn't that the second? Uh, James Harden averaging 35. I need to look that up. I think that's the second highest average. 35.7. Next and
1: to Will 50? And I'm sorry, that for me, Bill should be in the in about 34. With the team yeah. at the, the team that the Wizards is fielding nightly, and it's not a bad squad. Like I said, I like the effort, I like the hustle. But when you have the ultimate green light to shoot, when it's your team, your squad, and I said this is gonna be this is Brad team now, even when John comes back, this is his mm-hmm. team. And you're not willing them to win. So to me, you know it is We'll see. Okay. That's all I can say.
0: Go ahead. Answer me this. Same subject, but now you got a chance to fix it. Are you they, they say that um they're interested in Clint Capella. Who are you now this team, you got uh Bertanes who's the Celtics are interested in. Uh you got Wagner, Hachamur. Um, Troy Brown Bradley Bill you got names that people want are you willing to give up this young core and I, I still think the Wizards maybe if they keep on this same track and Tommy Shepard keeps them going I think they're about two and a half three years away and it's not going to be with John Wall or Bradley Bill one of the new guns is going to take and step up and, and lead this team but who are you trading away to get Clint Capella, who are you trading? Period at the trade deadline.
1: Um, nobody. I mean, you talking about from the Wizards? I like their nucleus. You know, I, okay. I like I like what they have. I mean, I it's it's nobody of value that they can. They're going to disable their team trying to get Clint Capella, and Clint Capella is no, he's not a player you would disable your team to get. So it it's, okay it, unless you're getting back bill for picks
0: and and some some you know it,
1: it's just nothing the Wizards don't have
0: anything. Okay, okay, here it is. Um, it, it's Thursday, February sixth. I think. What's the trade deadline? Four p.m. Yeah. Is it four p.m. this year? Uh, three or four. It's three fifty-five. I'm the Houston Rockets. I'm calling you. You're Tommy Shepard. Look here. Mm-hmm. You send me Hachamore, Brad Beal. No, no, no. I'll send you Clint Capella. No. And draft picks. No. Okay. No. You send me Brad Beal. Mm-hmm. I'll. I and I got No numbers in front of me. I'm, I'm. I'm talking out of the side of my neck with scenarios. But we somehow make it work. I. You send me Brad Beal. I send you Clint Capella. But Brad Beal wouldn't fit in with that. No. Let me rephrase that. You send me.
1: He was. He, what are you talking about? Why wouldn't he fit in? Why, why are you saying that?
0: He's not going. Where's he going to play at? You bro, got bro, Brad. You Bill got the is, beat and Brody out there.
1: Yeah, Brad bro, Bill is not a number one. He's he's a he's a sidekick.
0: No, yeah, he's a sidekick. But where's he? Where's he, he's coming off the they, bench? He's not starting.
1: No, he can start. You're you gonna have start him of, at
0: the three. Yeah, you're gonna have oh, all boy. three. They play small ball. you can have yeah, all
1: three do. of. You can have all three of them in the, in the backcourt. They okay. can take turns bringing the ball up.
0: Yeah, because all three of them can handle the ball. And
1: then who you going to check? You can't leave none of
0: them open. So that's just going to make Houston stronger. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He,
1: he fits in. He's, now, we were talking about a ball dominant person like LeBron James. Now, that wouldn't work.
0: you know. But now, you know? hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what you're not going to do is to say Bronze ball dominant. Because a lot about, of times.
1: I'm talking about ego. <laughs> Ball dominant number one <laughs> number one player on the team. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know I'm talking about LeBron Kawhi, you know Paul okay. George, you know the people you. that people that have to have the ball a certain amount of time, like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Okay, Bill, I think Bill would fit in perfect.
0: The I'm the Portland Trailblazers calling. I'm okay. a, I'll give you. I'll give you uh, Carmelo. No, a revamp. absolutely not. not. Non-hoodie. No, just Carmelo. stop it.
1: Just stop. Stop it. I, I'm hanging up the phone. That'll be a that'll be a relationship separate. <laughs> that'll be a relate Portland Trailblazers and the Wizards would never talk again. I would hang up right in his ear. It's not oh,
0: happening. My Lord. It's okay. Not so happening. You willing to stand pat on that. All right. So let's go ahead. We're gonna switch back to NFL, but we're gonna stay home with the skins. Um, cause we gotta get ready to get out of here. But we're gonna stay home with the skins. Uh this is baffling to me. You sent this to me and I'm I'm looking around and we've been talking about it for two days. Greg Olson is going to, he's parted ways with Carolina. He's visiting the Redskins because uh, Rivera is his former coach and loves the guy. But my question to you right now a few days ago for why?
1: I, I couldn't tell you why, brother. I, I want to know why, because we're talking about uh, uh, Greg Olson. He, he, you know, at his peak was definitely considered top three tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. At his peak, uh, top yeah. top three tight end. He's been in the league since 2007. The last three seasons, he hasn't played a full season. He's had concussion issues. So I'm trying to figure out why all the – Redskins fan pages we follow are jumping at the chance to get Greg Olson. You have a Greg Olson here. His name is Jordan Reed that you can't get on the field. So I, I'm, not, I'm not understanding. And this is where my good friend, Mr. Gary, talks about all the time. You're you telling me, and this is what I was alluding to earlier. You're telling me in seven rounds of draft. 32 teams that got tight ends on their team. Number one, two, and three on the depth chart. You're telling me um, college player that, you know, that's going to go, that's not going to get drafted. You're telling me it's not a younger, more athletic, hungrier tight end with no health issues that can be productive because let's, Greg Olsen's going to come in. He's not going to, Go through many camp OTAs, none of that. He's not playing anything. He's not playing yeah. preseason, nothing. So game one of the season is when, let's just say, Dwayne Haskins is starting. That's when the Dwayne Haskins is going to have to, you know, get a rapport with him. He's going to be limited in practice every week. You know, limited the, participation. Did not did not practice.
0: Mm-hmm. Why? But now the only reason that I can see Greg Olson coming here is to work on the TV side. Because I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what Clinton Porter's going through with this uh, this case that he has with the NFL and it's a federal case with the NFL um, medical policy. I don't know what right. that's going to do with his sideline duties during preseason. That's the only reason why I could see Greg Olson coming.
1: But they're not got... talking about Greg Olson coming here. They're talking about him playing because he's I... visiting the skins and the bills
0: let me ask you a question what is he going to do because if jordan reed never plays again greg Olson never plays again we don't all we have is jeremy sprinkle because that's the only tight end we got the left but austin hooper's out there nobody wants austin hooper i want austin hooper if we're going to sign a free agent tight end give me austin hooper
1: and, but, and, and here's what i keep saying It's seven rounds of draft picks. So you're telling me it's it's division one, two, three. There's not a tight end somewhere that catches your eye, that's younger, faster, more athletic, that can maybe block and you can keep him in for for blocking and passing. Because Greg Olsen is no spring chicken. Nope. He's he's going to be Jason Witten out there, moving in slow motion. He's going to get open.
0: He wait, wait, to... wait, wait. Jason Witten moved in slow motion his whole damn career. <laughs> he's <laughs> he going it's, to the Hall of Fame, baby. It, it's, it's in
1: another level of slow motion now.
0: Because he moved. Let me, let me rephrase that. Now, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I'll say this about Jason Witten. He moved methodically. Very, very slow. But. He could go and he could sit down in the zone and show you his numbers so you could put the ball on the spot and it's a first down.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm, but I'm baffled by this whole hype around Greg Olson. Greg Olson's a great dude, I love him on TV when he does uh when he's hurt and he does the Fox games on on the bye week, he does the Fox games. I love it Mm -hmm. because he's he's like a Romo, he brings a lot to the table because he's bringing that knowledge and he's bringing current knowledge. And we don't have that as much as we used to with John Madden and Pat Summerall where they broke down things. Tony Romo on TV, he's this generation's John Madden. Mm-hmm. Because he yeah, calls out plays before they happen.
1: Yeah, I love I love listening to Romo. Witten, like you said, Witten is gold. Yeah, it, It's a couple of them that get Rondé
0: Barber.
1: you know, They really break down What's going on? And if you're a football nut and you're watching it beyond the game, you're watching X's and O's and strategy, and you're hearing them break down, you know, kind of what you're seeing to confirm it, and confirming it. You're like, man, that's I called that out. That, you know. But they they're really good at what they do.
0: Right. But you gotta make a bigger splash than Greg Olson And I hope for your sake, for the Bill's sake. What's wrong? That you don't take Greg Olson. Let Greg Olson ride into the sunset. Uh, I'm going to have to look at his numbers to see if he's Hall of Fame. But he may not be first ballot. But damn it, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Because he was good at what he did in Chicago and in Carolina. But last but not least, we got to say happy trails to D.C.'s own Eastern High Schools own University of Maryland own Washington Redskins tight end Vernon Davis called it a career yesterday. Oh no, it was Sunday. So we really have a open hole at tight end because now all we have is Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, nobody knows about Jordan Reed. What's his status? So, but happy trails to Vernon Davis. I hope retirement treats you well, and good luck in all your future endeavors. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm 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 a hundred percent sure that this will happen, he will have a job waiting for him somewhere in the Redskins organization, whether it's a public relations liaison or something, because we take care you, of our you.
1: Think you. You think, I mean, his career was with San Francisco. You don't think San Francisco would would scoop him up?
0: Probably so. Probably have him uh, as a special assistant somewhere on the the sidelines. But I think, and I'm going to be honest with you, if Mike Singletary is on a staff somewhere, expect him to be with Mike Singletary. Because he always credits Mike Singletary with him growing up and maturing. He credits Mike Singletary. So, uh, I don't know where Mike Singletary is coaching at right about now. Let me look that up. But I expect to see them to somewhere together. So, uh, hey, Mike Singletary's not coaching anywhere.
1: And probably, probably won't be
0: either. Nope, take that back. Memphis Express. He's coaching in the XFL. All right. Nope, no, wait. Take that back. Never mind. Never mind. That's old. That's an old article. That was a uh, Memphis Expresses AAF. I'm sorry, I said XFL. But Mike Singletary is not coaching anywhere, which hmm. is hard to believe because this guy coached one of the best linebacking calls in Baltimore. Um, one of his famous rants with 49ers you know can't play with them can't win with them i still use it today and that team that he put together coached by john Harbaugh, made it to the super bowl so we know how that goes um i guess that's about it for us because we didn't do overtime. We didn't burn the midnight oil. We didn't burn the candles both ends in the middle. And with everything that's been going on the last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about Morgan Wooten, who passed away week before last. His funeral was uh, last week. We didn't get a chance to give our condolences to his family and friends and also the DC area. And same for Chris Dolman, to his family and friends. The Hall of Famer passed away uh, Monday of last week. So, uh, been a rough week sports-wise. And like we said, it's, it's letting you know it's time to get your butt in gear, people. Stop holding on, thinking you got time. It's time to go.
1: Yeah, stop waiting. Go grab what you want. That's, that's, that's,
0: it's just, if this week didn't,
1: this last week, this last seven days didn't wake you up, don't take anything for granted. Don't push off and say, I'll do it next week. Cause you might not be here next week. Exactly. So, you know,
0: and, um,
1: you know, just move on with your life. Don't stop holding grudges with people, you know, and, and I, and I'm definitely not saying, you know, talk to people that treated you like shit. But you got to let things go and move on and do you and go grab what you want. If you're happy right. with what you're doing, do it. If you're not, go find something that you're going to be happy with and go, go kill it, man. Stop, stop waiting. Shoot. Sideline Junkies, you know, we we going in in 2020. So um, consistency is the key. And that's what we're going to model. Everything out there, no more talking consistency. So you'll see us. And like KG said, KG, you gotta take us out of here, man. We've been burning up.
0: Yeah, we 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 white hot right now. So uh make sure you check out the YouTube page, like, subscribe, check the videos out from the WrestleManiacs, a uh, couple solo videos. If you're a gamer, make sure you check those out. Um, every streaming platform that you can think of, especially the major ones, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on them. Just search Sideline Junkies. You'll catch us. Don't forget to catch us on social media, Sideline Junkies. Just Google us, and you'll find everything that there is. All right? That's BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. We are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production. Sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.